Hello and welcome to Bird and Bird's Competitive Edge podcast. My name is Dylan McGirt. I'm a graduate of Bird and Bird, and today I'm joined by Matthew Boved, Senior Associate in our Competition and Commercial Groups based in Sydney. Matthew specializes in advising clients in the technology and communication sector and has significant experience advising in competition matters. Thanks, Dylan. It's a pleasure to chat with you today, and I'm looking forward to discussing digital platform regulation in Australia. It's an area where I think the ACCC has been at the vanguard of regulation and other regulators and legislators are really standing up and taking notice. So why is this such a topical area? Well, the ACCC has an ongoing digital platform services inquiry, which was spun out of the original digital platforms inquiry. It's released its fourth interim report, which looks at online marketplaces, as well as two discussion and issues papers. The discussion paper for interim report number five, which we'll call the fifth discussion paper, deals with updating competition and consumer law for digital platform services. It considers whether Australia's competition and consumer laws are appropriate to tackle the particular challenges of big tech. The issues paper for the sixth interim report, which will look at social media services, has also just been released, and the report is due to be provided to the Treasurer in March 2023. Submissions for that report are due by 9th of September, and we'll look at issues such as the degree of competition between social media services, trends in M&A by social media platforms and the effect on competition, and the use and abuse of social media services for scams. Today, though, we mainly want to discuss the fifth discussion paper. But before that, it'd be useful if you could explain what started the trend of digital platform regulation in Australia. The regulation of digital platforms began in late 2017 when the Digital Platforms Inquiry, the DPI, launched at the request of the then Treasurer Scott Morrison. The principal focus of the inquiry and report was the impact of digital search engines, social media platforms and other digital content aggregation platforms on the state of competition in media and advertising services markets. The final report was released by the HCC in 2019 and contained 23 different recommendations. So while they haven't all been adopted yet, One example of where the ACCC and Federal Parliament were quick to act on the recommendations was in relation to the regulation of news media. Following on from the report, the Treasury Laws Amendment, News Media and Digital Platforms Mandatory Bargaining Code, Act 2021, or the Code, was enacted. The Code is designed to require large digital platforms to pay local news publishers for their content. I do remember the Code receiving a lot of media coverage at the time. So what was its impact? The code enabled platforms to be designated by the Treasurer and news media businesses were able to apply to the ACMA to participate in the code. The code included a framework for bargaining between news businesses and platforms, a set of minimum standards for the treatment of news on digital platforms, and recourse to a binding arbitration model if bargaining is unsuccessful. While no platforms have been designated under the code, millions of dollars of news content deals have been negotiated between publishers and the large platforms. Outside of the code, the ACCC also established a digital platforms branch. Other suggested changes from the final report, such as proposed changes to merger law, have not yet been achieved. The ACCC has certainly forged ahead in their efforts to regulate big tech, with the release of other reports or inquiries, such as the Digital Platform Services Inquiry, the Digital Advertising Services Inquiry, as well as undertaking enforcement activity more broadly. The fifth discussion paper, which we're discussing today, is part of that Digital Platform Services Inquiry. Can you provide some background on that inquiry specifically? Sure. So the DPSI is a five-year inquiry into various markets for the supply of digital platform services, 
with interim reports being issued every six months. Interim reports have so far been issued in relation to online private messaging services, app marketplaces, the provision of web browsers and search services, and general online retail marketplaces. The fifth interim report will be released in October, and as mentioned earlier, the ACCC has released a discussion paper for the report. The sixth interim report is due in March 2023. Great. So given there's already an issues paper for the sixth interim report, why are we still talking about the fifth discussion paper? Well, this discussion paper is particularly interesting from a competition law perspective, as rather than looking at specific online markets, it will consider broader questions about whether Australia's competition and consumer laws are sufficient to address the perceived harms of big tech. In particular, it considers what potential regulatory tools or rules and measures could be introduced to tackle potential harms arising in relation to digital platform services. It follows on from the findings and recommendations made in the final DPI report, but also the DPSI interim reports and the AdTech inquiry. I'm interested to hear about what the fifth discussion paper says about the impact of COVID on the market power of the big tech companies in Australia. The fifth discussion paper asserts that despite the economic impacts of COVID-19, big tech companies continue to grow and expand their influence with significant global revenue growth reported. If you think of how much time people have spent in lockdown or the growth of working from home since the ACCC released the final report, it's hardly surprising. So what is the rationale for new regulatory rules and measures proposed in the fifth discussion paper? I get the sense that the ACCC doesn't see this as an if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of situation. Yeah, I think that seems to be a fair assessment. Obviously, this is a discussion paper, not the interim report itself, let alone any action. But I think it's fair to say the ACCC has concerns that the tools it has at its disposal aren't sufficient to address the challenges that it thinks digital platforms present. The rationale for new regulatory tools that the ACCC has given include the harm to competition, consumers and business users from big tech, and the challenges with bringing enforcement cases against digital platforms under current laws. So what types of harm does the ACCC have in mind? Well, one concern highlighted is anti-competitive self-preferencing, which consists of big tech companies allegedly giving preferential treatment to their own products or services. Another harm mentioned in the report is the use of dark patterns, which sounds to the uninitiated like some type of witchcraft. And from a tech perspective, there is probably a degree of truth in that. Generally, this relates to the use of user interfaces that are used to confuse users, make it difficult for users to express their actual preferences, or manipulate users into taking certain actions. An example in the discussion paper relates to paid subscriptions, with platforms using choice architecture to make the sign-up process for services relatively straightforward. At the same time, it's difficult to withdraw from these services. And the potential impact is that consumers are drawn into making purchases that are not exactly suitable to their needs, such as through ongoing subscriptions. Kind of sounds like a gym membership. You mentioned that the other reason for a new suite of regulatory tools is challenges associated with enforcement. Is that right? Yeah. The HLC believes that existing provisions may not be effective enough to address harms to competition and consumers of the large digital platforms. Some of the limitations it points to include that investigations in court proceedings are lengthy and retrospective in effect. In the HLC's view, the nature of digital platform services and the markets they operate in means that market power can be extended or entrenched relatively quickly, for example, while a case is being looked into. The regulator also believes that it only has the capacity to deal with harms that fit within specific provisions 
of the Competition and Consumer Act and Australian consumer law, and that it's difficult to impose one-off penalties with sufficient scale to deter future conduct. Interestingly, the government is now proposing to increase both competition and consumer law penalties, having released an exposure draft of the Treasury Laws Amendment, Competition and Consumer Reforms Number 1 Bill 2022, with the catchy title, More Competition, Better Prices. There was a short consultation period for the bill, which is now closed. And the proposed increase in penalties of approximately five times what they currently are may address some of the ACCC's concerns around the scale of penalties currently available under legislation. Well, the ACCC has raised a number of options, including prohibitions and obligations contained in legislation, which is similar to what the EU is doing with the Digital Markets Act and the obligations that will apply to so-called gatekeepers. While the threshold to be considered a gatekeeper is very high, it would mitigate some of the concerns around dark patterns, self-preferencing, and it would require merger notification. Another option is codes of practice to establish clear standards of acceptable conduct, which is familiar territory for Australian competition lawyers. We already have industry codes for the electricity, banking, dairy, food and groceries, franchising, and telecommunications sectors. Some codes already or are set to apply to digital platforms, such as the News Media Mandatory Bargaining Code or the Online Safety Act, which provides for the making of industry codes. Other options consist of rulemaking powers that would sit with the ACCC, measures to promote competition following a finding of harm, and access for third parties. The proposal to introduce access measures for third parties, which could involve categorising services as essential facilities and introducing access obligations, is particularly interesting. This resembles regulation in sectors such as rail, telecommunications and electricity. It's unclear what an access regime might look like, however access could be mandated to, for example, click and query data relating to user queries and click behaviour. This type of data is used to improve search algorithms. Interesting. So how do these proposals compare with overseas jurisdictions such as the UK and the EU? Well, the ACCC has said that approaches in jurisdictions such as the UK and EU will inform the issues in the report, and some of the options discussed in the report resemble proposals overseas. For example, the ACCC discusses the idea of promoting competition following a finding of competition or consumer harm. The UK government's proposed regime for digital markets includes pro-competitive interventions, where a finding has been made of a negative impact on competition. And that could operate in a similar way to the ACCC's proposals. We've also already touched on the EU's Digital Markets Act, which contains prohibitions and obligations for gatekeeper platforms. So what exactly are the new rules and measures discussed in the fifth discussion paper? The rules and measures listed in the fifth discussion paper are potential measures to mitigate the competition and consumer harms. The ACCC is at pains to stress that just because they've listed these options doesn't necessarily mean they are in favour of them. The measures could be implemented by the regulatory tools we've already discussed, and the measures are focused on preventing anti-competitive conduct, addressing data advantages, improving consumer protection, ensuring fairer dealings with business users, increasing transparency, and ensuring the adequate scrutiny of acquisitions. To provide one example, the ACCC proposes introducing prohibitions or rules against anti-competitive self-preferencing. This might take the form of obligations to treat competitors fairly or in a non-discriminatory way, or it could simply provide a prohibition on certain conduct. For example, 
prohibiting search engine operators from self-preferencing services downstream. It might also consist of rules that mandate access to certain digital platform-related inputs. The AC also discusses measures for improved consumer protection, such as amendments to the Australian consumer law in relation to unfair trading practices to combat the use of dark patterns, a measure to require digital platforms to create or design choice architecture or user interfaces fairly is also discussed. Great. Well, I suspect we could both go on at length talking about this, but unfortunately that brings us to the end of our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed listening and learning about the regulation of digital platforms in Australia. Perhaps we'll have the opportunity to come back and discuss this in some more detail when the interim report is released, which is likely to be in October. That will give us an indication of which way the regulatory winds will blow. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everyone.